Hey, it's Richie, and before we officially start the program, I want to tell you about DraftKings and the DraftKings app. If you go and you download the app right now and you use the promo code THPN at sign up, you can get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. And of course, when you make that first deposit, it's about time to start putting together your lineups for baseball season. That's right. Baseball season is back. Your teams will be getting back out there on the diamond this week. Last season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year is poised to be even better. And DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Wants to give you a free shot at a share of millions of dollars. All you got to do when it comes to baseball is you're going to pick 10 players, stand under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. That's DraftKings, DraftKings.com, and the DraftKings app, promo code THPN. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. Um... We're currently recording this during the third period of uh, the Coyotes Colorado game. And by my stutter right there, I'm probably doing about as good in this intro as the team is in this game. So um, let's just get on into it. And with no further ado, my wonderful and amazing co-host, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing? Hello, Corey. I'm glad you're back. I am so glad to be back. Um, it's been really fucking long is what it's been. I'm like quite exhausted between, um, you know, my my friend's bachelorette um, and uh, her bridal shower. She's, uh, she's from out of state. She drove down because of like COVID and stuff like that. So, so she came all the way down here for it, but like it, so we all did it all in one weekend, which was quite exhausting. And then I had a slight family medical emergency in the middle of the night during all of that as well. So I didn't sleep for like four days straight and uh, then I've been working ever since. So I'm, I think I'm really running off of like adrenaline mostly. And that's basically about it. I think, yeah, both of us are at this point, honestly, because that's how I feel today, too. (laughs) I mean, so many props to you for taking the uh, podcast solo and running with it and just kicking ass. I listened to it today. It was fantastic. Um, So much better than I could have ever done and better than I could have imagined it was. So uh, hats off to you, because that was some good shit. Thank you. I had a lot of ranting to do about this team, so I, I had plenty to talk about, which is good, and it was a more of a positive episode than we've done in the past. But I would just like to point out, all of my, a lot of my points I was making, and my, my, my main point I made during that episode was to pump the brakes on this team and be like, 
listen, just because you're one point out of the playoff race doesn't mean you're a playoff team and we should recalibrate what you and I have been saying for the last two months about this team, which is basically like, this team's average, they're mediocre, the future's very much in doubt, and they need to stick to the plan and worry about two and three years down the road as opposed to losing in the first round of the playoffs again. And we're seeing that again tonight. We're seeing the disparity between the Coyotes and the top-tier echelon of the rest of the league. And again, it's like, so you beat San Jose 9-2 to over the course of two games. Cool. I mean, doesn't mean nothing when you face Colorado. So so I would just like to point out, I like to brag for a second, just let everybody know that I was right. <laughs> You have every right to brag. And yeah, it's very stereotypical. It's funny when I was listening to um, your your solo podcast there, I kept thinking to myself, of course, the games that I missed, the ones that I would get to talk about are the Sharks games that the Coyotes actually played well and won in. And then the, the podcast I get to come back for is the game that they play Colorado. And if you guys haven't noticed in this game, Colorado's a really fucking good team as I'm watching them score another goal. Um, but they're a really good team, and the Coyotes do not play very well against them. Uh, so I was slightly disappointed that uh, I kind of missed the good parts, I guess you'd say. Did you say the extra point was up and good? Is it 7-3? to yeah. We have a football score in our hands now? We do. I'm so glad the Coyotes were at least able to get a field goal. Yeah. thank Yeah, exactly. Thank goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Michael Bunting. We'll get into him in a, in a, in a teensy-weensy bit. But, Corey, did you know that the Coyotes made NHL history tonight? In in which of the, which of the various stats, the fact that someone was able – to score a hat trick on them in three minutes and 27 seconds that there were five goals in the first two minutes between both the teams or that uh colorado had five goals and 11 shots so the record i'm talking about is the avalanche and coyotes combined for six goals in the span of three minutes and 27 seconds which is one, two, three, the fifth fastest in NHL history. Uh, why do I feel like the Coyotes always end up in like breaking records, but none of them are necessarily good records? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Because it's like, we could take pride in that if it was like three and three, right? Mm-hmm. But it was five and one. Yeah, I'm, I think we should still celebrate it, though. The fact that the Kyries are making history. Because <laughs> they did help. They did score one of the six goals. Oh, you're, you're reading real tight in the fine print now. I know, I'm stretching here. I'm really stretching. <laughs> Hey, at least you're trying, though. You're trying to stay positive, and I can't hate you for that. And, and I mean, it's probably a good thing, considering the fact that you are going to be the negative one on our scoreboard discussion. So get all your positivity in right now. 
Uh, yeah, that's I will. I'll continue the positivity streak because they're not. There's not much to discuss about this Coyotes Avalanche game. Like it's a utter sham of a of a hockey game. But at least one player decided to show up tonight, and that is Michael Bunting, who has a goal and assist tonight. He scored the first goal for the Coyotes back in the first period, the only goal in that three twenty three minute twenty second span. It's his second goal of his career, his sixth career NHL game, and it's his first game since the 2018-2019 season. Had a cup of coffee with the Coyotes then. Scored his first goal on the road in Boston. I don't know if you remember that, Corey, but I, I certainly do. And he was back for the Coyotes tonight, getting some time, and he scored in like in the first 10 minutes of the game or whatever, and... And he's been the lone bright spot. He also assisted on the Connor Garland goal at the end of the second period. And I feel like every time he's on the ice, he's getting noticed. I feel like he is a one of those players that Rick Tockett likes. So I'm surprised we haven't seen more of him at the NHL level. But he's one of those guys that just gets after it, right? He's, he's one of those guys I feel like is tough to play against. And I remember, I believe it was Cat who wrote a piece about Michael Bunting several years ago and... Michael Bunting himself compared himself to Brad Marchand in the kind of style of play he likes to play. And I think you could see at least a tiny little bit of that tonight where he's got that peskiness to him and that tough-to-play-against nature to him. But congratulations to Michael Bunting having a nice game. Um, Playing for the Roadrunners this year, he had uh, 19 points in 16 games. And for whatever reason, just hasn't been able to crack the NHL lineup on a regular basis for the Coyotes after being drafted in the fourth round back in 2019. So at least Michael Bunting has been a bright spot, and I think he's earned himself more playing time moving forward with how he did tonight against Colorado. He may be the epitome of this team. I feel like it's a it's a constant... Um, it's a constant... The person that you didn't think would really show up in this game is showing up in this game, and it's the same thing with... Um, you know, like think about Connor Garland think about the fact of, you know, when he got pulled up, it was basically just to kind of, they wanted to see how he would do. They didn't really expect him to stay up until he, he really showed what he could do. And I, and I just feel like the, the players on this team that are always the ones that are expected to do well. And the ones that, um, have, have the hype around them don't always perform, but the ones that kind of go under the radar when they are given the opportunity, they seem to show up. And I, I kind of like that level of grit and that level of um, dedication that a lot of them have. Like they, they know that this is, you know, their chance to shine. And so they make sure to take it when they get there. Yeah. And like we've talked about, this is a very much an audition for a lot of these younger players because, they're playing for jobs. They're playing for whether or not they're going to stick around through this transition period into the Bill Armstrong tenure. And Michael Bunting is one of those guys because Michael Bunting wasn't even drafted by John Chica. He was drafted by the previous regime prior to John Chica, Don Maloney, back, like I said, back in 2014. And I need to look up his, his contract details uh for a second it feels like it was so long ago 
It feels so incredibly long ago. One of my like funniest Don Maloney stories is actually after he he was gone from the team, he came back as a scout and uh, he came up to me basic and because uh, for like a like a press pass type thing and he was like, uh, my name's Don Maloney, I'm a scout and I was like, Don, I know who you are. You don't have to introduce yourself to me again. He's like, oh, well, I just wanted to make sure. It wasn't even like a full season after he right. had been gone. Right. That was always one of the funniest stories I've ever had with Don Maloney. That's really funny. I don't know what he's doing now. I'm, I think he's still in the league for some team. Is he still scouting? I think so. I don't know. That's the the thing with COVID. You drop off. Some people have dropped off the face of the Let's year. Let's see if I can figure out. So, um, it says he he was hired in August of 2016 to be a scout for the Flames. I don't know if he's still there. I have no idea. Yeah. See, that sounds actually very, very, very accurate. That was about the same time. So it it uh probably hasn't changed. He probably still is a scout for. Um, for the Flames. In case people didn't know, you, if you're a scout for other teams, you can be live here in Phoenix and go to, and you can be their person that is at all of the Coyotes games. So you watch all of the home's Coy- home Coyotes games, and it, you know they have the same same people that come and scout for different teams, and they fill up the the uh, press box and just sit up there, and it's usually you know retired players retired coaches gms in this coat in this uh situation and they just sit up there and scout for other teams it's a uh, as i was as we were talking about that i was like wait a second we should probably explain that um our listener base may not understand exactly how that works but that's that's how it is so you can live here in arizona and not leave just scout every coyotes game michael bunting is a unrestricted free agent after this season but he's listed under a weird category called ufa group six which means he did not accrue the required games by the age of 25 so things are a little bit different under that particular clause in terms of being ufa i'm not 100 percent sure what it all entails oh here we go what is a group six ufa all right sport nation this is your you're getting to learn about the NHL, CBA, and things Ooh. I didn't even know about. So sit down. Wikipedia, for... Richie. No, this isn't Wikipedia. This is from Cap Friendly. Come on, I go, I go deep here. I just don't Wikipedia. No, no, no I'm saying that you, you, you are being our Wikipedia right now. Okay, yeah. So a Group Six UFA is a player whose contract is expiring and meets all the following conditions will become an unrestricted free agent. The player is 25 years or older. The player has completed three or more professional seasons, qualified by 11 or more professional games, or one or more professional games. This can include NHL, minor league, and European professional league seasons played while under an SBC. The player has played at least 80 NHL games or 20 NHL NHL games of 30 minutes or greater for a goaltender. So things are a little bit different under that scenario. Um... So he, I don't know if he's coming back next year, but at least he's making a good impression in this his first game back in the NHL in quite a while. How many games has he played, does it say? Yes, he's only played, this is his sixth career NHL game. Oh, dang. Yeah. 
He had to play what? Eleven? Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Yes. So he was five short. Like he he wasn't even close. Or, yeah. Or one or sorry, one or more professional games for a player age twenty or older. So he counts. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very weird and in getting into the weeds, but essentially he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. So he's not contracted for the team. It was that's it's funny because it's it kind of goes the the little nitpicky things about the NHL in that way. And then like a discussion that Scotty and I were having earlier is uh the other weird things that the NHL does is how they don't really tell you what injuries players have, right? right? So in like baseball, you could know the exact toe all the way down to the exact toe bone that is broken on a player. The NHL will tell you lower body injury. Right. So like Auntie Ranta, whenever he is injured, his multitude of injuries, you never really know how severe it is because it could be a lower body injury. You hear a lower body injury, you think, oh, he's had consistent groin issues. Maybe it's just his groin issue acting up again. And then it's like, oh, no, he's out for months. And then you're like, well, shit, what happened to him? But you don't know the um, secrecy and all of that in the NHL is such a weird concept to me. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it either. It's really weird. That's an, an entire discussion for another time <laughs> as far as as far as that is concerned. Um, I think it's time to get to our sporty question, Corey. Did we actually get any responses on that? I haven't we looked. We did. We got a couple. Okay. I, I haven't looked because I've been worried that they have been against me. It's 8-3 to three now, by the way. Oh, Jesus Christ. How did I miss that? Okay, we're going to start... Oh, we're heading towards trying to get to a um, highest scoring game record. Uh, I don't know. I think I think one of the highest games ever is like eighteen goals or some shit. Yeah. So can the Coyotes? Have time for that. Can Colorado get to ten goals in this game? <laughs> the under, the under over on double digits for. Colorado Avalanche. I know it's it's not funny, but it kind of is. This is according to Craig Morgan. This is the seventh time in Coyotes history that they have allowed eight goals or more. Yeah, it's um, it's been quite brutal. I didn't and like it was funny. Like I said, I uh, was kind of pissed, um, by the fact that um. I couldn't talk about good games. I had to come back during a bad game again. So, you know, just kind of hanging in over here because of the fact that I I really just don't want to be shitting on the fact that I have to only watch shitty games. I kn- yeah, well, that's what happens when you play Colorado all the time. Luckily, on our next show, we'll have two more games against Anaheim to talk about. So, Oh. The hockey gods are finally on my side. Yep. 
<laughs> and Anaheim team that beat the Minnesota Wild, of course, a couple two times in a row over the weekend. But who knows? The NHL continues to get weird. Also, um, before we get into the the score bug for Bally Sports Arizona, as it's called now, congratulations to the Buffalo Sabers who won their first game for the first time in 18 games on Wednesday night. Um, a long time oh, coming for them. That's a worse struggle bus. Yeah, definitely. Like the Buffalo Sabers this year are on pace to be the worst team, I believe, in like essentially the modern era, at least post lockout, the 0405 lockout. They're the worst team by far after that. And there's been some bad teams like the 1617 Avalanche team, dog shit, awful. But coming into this game, the Sabres were essentially at about a 250 points percentage, which is like one of the 25 worst seasons in NHL history. So the fact that they actually beat Philadelphia 6-1 to is a minor miracle. I'm probably going to be their last win of the season. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. But then Philadelphia hasn't been playing very well either. No, they've been bad too. Yeah. That's the thing. It's when it came out, the uh, a tweet had come out about the fact that there was five goals in two minutes, people were automatically assuming it was Philly. And that's when you know you have problems, is when people automatically assume that it's your team because your team is that bad. And it's not, and we have deep sympathies because I feel like a lot of people love to assume the worst out of the Coyotes. Like we give the Coyotes shit because we, we care about them and believe in them. There are people that will give the coyote shit till the end of time because they can't wait for them to just be moved somewhere else, change their name, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I there it's it's rough, and we we feel for for both of them. So, let's get into this because we disagree on this score score bug conversation. Now, the only reason we're talking about this is because literally, like, what the fuck else are we going to say about a game where the Coyotes are losing 8-3? to three? <laughs> So, we move on from that because Bally Sports Arizona debuted on Wednesday night. The new name of Fox Sports Arizona. And we've been over the fact that most people in the state of Arizona, I don't say most, but a lot of people can't even watch it because it's not available on any of your streaming platforms. So the only way to really get it is DirecTV or cable. So for those of you that did see it, you got to see a new look to the station that is airing Kyrie's games on television, a new name, Bally Sports, obviously, and a new score bug. Now, this is something that I, I try to pay attention to all the time is like when networks come up with new graphics packages and what they look like and and so I was very curious to see how much they would change when it came oh to this. God, and they changed... Carlin's helmet at his own face. What? What the... I'm just... Sorry. Someone threw Connor Garland's helmet at his face. So he got... Connor Garland got into a fight uh-huh. with McKinnon, it looks like. Um, they went to the ground. Uh, Garland's... Oh, and then McKinnon threw it back at his face. Literally hit him in the face with his own helmet. And came and started throwing punches. 
God, what a game. What a game. Just why didn't they just forfeit after the eighth goal and be like, all right, cool, we're done. We'll see. <laughs> Literally you. just took his helmet. See you again next week. Underhand chucked it at his face, watched, and then Garland looked actually pretty shocked. It like bounced off his face. And then McKinnon just like skated up and started trying to throw punches again. I feel like if you throw a helmet at somebody, that's like a suspension. Yeah, why do you need to throw a helmet at somebody? I'll have to see the replay because I don't have the game on here. I switched the game off in case you didn't know. I've, I'm watching the Phoenix Suns right now on it, here in the in the um, in the studio. But yeah, what? Uh, why would you throw a helmet? Like, who throws a shoe? Really? <laughs> that's what. That's what uh, I was about to say. Who throws a helmet? Honestly, like the Austin Powers. Uh, who throws a cupcake? Honestly. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that happening. But anyway, the new look for this the Valley Sports Arizona. Now, it's a much bigger score bug, which is the biggest contention that people have with it. Uh, we put it out on Twitter. Um, I hate it. You seem to like it. I was scrolling Twitter because they rolled this out across the country, and a lot of people seem not to like it. And I wonder how much of that is due to the fact that it is actually terrible or that it just looks different from what people are used to. So quickly, just my two cents on it. I, as somebody who likes watching sports and the look of it, I like smaller score bugs. The smaller the score bug, the better for me. And like, I went around and and looked at some of the other ones around sports. So like, mostly the NFL and how the NFL and Fox and CBS presents their games. And for the most part, they've shifted the smaller score bugs now, as opposed to what they've done in the past, which is kind of what Valley sports Arizona has, which is the long one on the bottom of the screen. So that's my biggest thing with it. Is it, it's just too, like you notice it's there. Whereas a lot of score bugs, you just don't notice it's there other than glancing at the time and the score. So it just it just looks really weird. The placement of where they have the shots on goal is weird. The placement of where they have the power play time is weird when it comes to watching NHL. It's just it's a big downgrade in my opinion. And but it's going to take some getting used to and then we'll get over it. Okay, so the size of it is what bothers you. The fact that it's it's so large. Yes. Large. Yes. Okay, I guess I can kind of see that. I, um, see, I, like, I didn't really think about the size of it because of the fact that, like, yeah, I guess it is quite long. And, like, someone else is saying that they didn't like that it, like, scrolled through the side. Like, it's distracting. And it's maybe because I can put stuff in front of my TV that sometimes, like, right now I have, like, a skincare product that's, like, blocking this part of my TV on the bottom. So I'm not really, like, that put off by something being at the bottom of my TV. For me, it clears the top of it. Like, I would rather them get rid of that B and um, the the Coyotes logo, like, in the upper right-hand corner. Clear that out, too. And just leave the whole top half of my screen open. And, like, to me, it's like looking at my computer. Aw, damn it, another goal. Mm. Sorry. Well, we're getting closer to our double digits. But, um, so, in all reality, I think 
Um, I think that basically it's it's the size of it and the fact that something's scrolling on the bottom. To me, it's no different than um, looking at the bottom of your like Mac and seeing that bar that you use things on. To me, it just it cleans it up and it gives me more room. So you just like the placement of it, I think is what you're getting at. Is you just visually like it more on the bottom than on the top. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, to me, it's it's out of my line of sight. And it's easier for me to like look down if I need to look at it. Also, you just texted me that someone stole my joke. Who stole my joke? We were talking about Valley Sports Arizona. They stole the joke. They stole my joke? Yes. Oh, fuck that. Cuz I just Seriously? saw the I just saw the replay of the helmet throw and it was really hilarious. Like <laughs> I don't understand. Like that's the best description of it. Like who throws a helmet? Like what an idiot. I hope he gets suspended for it. Like what is it's he doing? The, the dumbest thing ever. See, I don't even see Bally Sports on my on my Twitter feed right now. The motherfucker stealing who throws a helmet? Honestly, three minutes ago. Yeah, I think you beat them to it. What, when when was when was mine? I, we're gonna get this on the pod so that way I can have it officially. All right, we're, this is this is called producing a show on the fly when your team is down. Okay, mine says three goals, minutes ago as well. Six goals in the third period of a hockey of a national hockey league hockey match. Okay, so. Here, um, okay, mine says four minutes ago now. Let me see what, what Bally says. Okay, so Bally's was 9.07 p.m. And then yours was 9.08 p.m. But I see that's that's I think that's crap there. So basically you guys put it out at the same time. Well, I, I said it on the pod first. Yes, you did. <laughs> so <laughs> you said it way before. Yes, exactly. You said, I said it, when it literally it, when it happened. Yeah. Absolutely. So you should get credit for it. <laughs> Damn. Damn people. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> there's a reply that said Landeskog may have just lost the Lady Bing trophy. <laughs> oh, things are getting crazy out here, people. People are throwing helmets. It's nine to three. It's literally like your um, threes multiplication tables as children. It's going fucking insane. And I don't even know why we put up with this sometimes. Like, I think we should just boycott them after a certain point in the game when it starts to turn this much of a shit show. I told you, I did that already. I switched over to the Suns back in the, like, two minutes into the second period. And the I Suns know, are... and I thought I was being very loyal and very dedicated still watching this. But all it's doing is making me more irritated. Yeah, they don't, the Coyotes don't deserve our viewership at this point in the game, okay? We'll watch you again when it comes time to watch, playing the Anaheim Ducks. But when you allow five goals in a three-and-a-half-minute span, and then you give up nine goals total, you don't deserve my viewership. I'm actually going to watch a team that's worth a shit. And this right now, we're recording... The Suns are up 115-110 in the fourth quarter against the Chicago Bulls. 
in a, a pretty close, tight, fun basketball game. Devin Booker has over 40 points in this game. Talk about a player who's fun to watch. Devin Booker is one of them. So that's in case you're wondering, this has now become a Phoenix Suns podcast, everybody. But in case you didn't know, the name of the show is Sporty. So theoretically, we're not like and we're on the even though we're on the hockey podcast network, the name of the show doesn't necessarily necessitate us talking about the coyotes all the time. We can still get you some Suns conversation as this in podcast- there. As much as this podcast has gotten off the rails, it's very similar to the way that this game is going right now. <laughs> At least we didn't give up five goals in three and a half minutes. The cat had tweeted out a tweet about um, the goaltending being like the three blind mice. And it really hit me pretty hard at that moment. Like it, the entire team is basically living by that same concept. I don't understand. I don't understand how you can implode upon yourself like this, you know, just really crumble. I, I understand, you know, being in a situation where you, where the goals kind of got piled on very quickly, but the fact that there, there was that, that one bunting goal and that like, it should have helped with some of the momentum. It completely didn't. And then, you know, there's still two more goals that were scored somewhere in there, um, getting lost at some point in, in, in the second period and so on. It's, it's now all turning into a blur. Um, but, and the fact that that didn't help them gain some type of momentum either. It just literally, uh, it's essentially just kicking them while they're down. Yeah, absolutely. And luckily they don't have to play Colorado. I think they only have to play Colorado one more time this season. Maybe twice. Uh, that's that's a good question. I'm going to look that up now cuz I'm going to make sure that I I have plans that night because because when I have plans when the Coyotes play a tough team say i'm going and watching dark knight again Mm -hmm. they do well and then i'm mad that i miss the game (laughs) so it's the Corey jinx yeah apparently i need to stop watching these games let's see here they play colorado one one more time oh thank god thank god that's that's how we should end the podcast Corey. just like that that is the best fucking news we've had (laughs) on this show all night long that we only have to play the avalanche one more fucking time oh that is beautiful music to my ears and i will um if anyone wants to make plans with me on um Monday the 12th, go right ahead because I am not going to watch that game. <laughs> is that do you is that here in Phoenix or or is that in Colorado? Do you know? It is in Colorado again at Ball mm. Arena. Ball Arena. 
make the jokes yourselves. Well, the funniest joke of it all is it's in Ball Arena and they play the game with the puck. <laughs> That's good. That's true. That's true. Devin Booker has now scored 45 points for the Suns, and they're about to win this game. It's 119-114 right now. So congratulations, Phoenix Suns, and continue your winning ways because, thank goodness, they're actually – playing well and probably going to make the playoffs because the Diamondbacks, they start up their season I believe on April 1st, I believe when you're listening to this, on April Fool's Day the Diamondbacks start up their season, that's going to be a long ass season oh we forgot to mention it's April Fool's Day when everybody's listening to this, so what if the fucking game tonight with this Colorado 9-3, that was just an April Fool's joke, it didn't really happen I wish that was the case and if they were a different team. I may not have believed that this was going on. But considering that it's them, I do believe that it was going on. And um, I also would like to have my own little rant where I say one of the dumbest holidays, literally one of the dumbest holidays ever, is April Fool's Day. It makes no sense, and I have never liked it. I'm just going to throw that out there. I agree with you 100% on that one. It's not my not my favorite either. But um, all right, do you have any any last words before we wrap up this just weird episode of the show? I'd I'd say like just all over the place. I am going to repeat myself in who throws a helmet, honestly, and technically, if I was to say this, I I was about to say it. But then you technically said it before me. So you were the first person to say it. We were saying different parts of um, uh, of Austin Powers. There, there's a part where Dr. Evil gets hit in the head with a cupcake. And he says, who throws a cupcake? Honestly. And then um, there's a scene where I, it's quite great, actually. In, in um, what is it? James Bond, there's a villain called Odd Job in Austin Powers. The same villain is called Random Task. <laughs> um, and he throws uh, a shoe in in, in uh, the Bond movies. He throws a hat. Um, but he throws a shoe and he says, who throws a shoe? So, so technically, same thing, just different scene that Richie and I were saying there. And I don't know why I had to explain that to you guys. They're some of my favorite movies, so I felt like everyone needed to know. <laughs> All right, Sporty Nation, that's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Welcome back to Corey. Even though it was a 93 loss for the Coyotes, that's so weird to say. Follow us on Twitter at Corey underscore Richie Show. Follow us on Instagram at Corey Richie Show. Follow Corey at Corey Nicole with two E's. Follow me at rflores91. Follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Follow DraftKings and sign up with promo code THPN on their website or the app. If you're outside of the state of Arizona, of course, you can play Daily Fantasy. And uh, until next time, after the Anaheim Ducks games coming up here in a couple days, good night and good hockey, everybody.